Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today, the last working day, the typical working day of 2022. Can you believe it? We've arrived at the end. That means we're also perched at the beginning. Something new, right? The new year coming at us very quickly. Uh, as I was sitting here this morning, I was thinking about uh, all the different things that have, you know, ha transpired in 2022, and also thinking about how fast the years seem to fly by. I, I remember almost every January saying something like, well, it's January, we're at the beginning, and we're looking ahead to the spring, we're looking ahead to summer, to fall, and then suddenly we're in it, and it's done and we're off to a new year. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so good morning to all of you who are joining in. I see you treat yourself. Good morning. It's good to have you with us this morning. Uh, today, we're going to sort of take a retro view of some of the things that have happened this week since uh, the last time I actually talked to you was last Friday. And Mercury went retrograde in the meantime, and we have some powerful transits that are poised to affect us uh, for the weekend. And uh, mostly, you know, just kind of sink into a bit about what the energies are as we move into the new year 2023. So there's a lot to talk about, but also maybe some time this morning that we can do some card readings for people about what to expect for your 2023. All right, announcements really quickly, and I'll probably have to announce this again later. Um, next week, Monday, I will not be on air. We're taking that day as a holiday. But on Wednesday, January 4th, I will be on air with my friend Tam, Tam Veyu of the Energy Almanac. She and I do our monthly uh, broadcast about what to expect for the month ahead. And then uh, I will be on next Friday as well. So just getting that out there. I won't be on Angel Heart Radio this month. Um, she is on hiatus until February. So you won't see me over there yet. All right. So we start the day today with the moon in Aries. Uh, it is a good placement, I think, sometimes for the moon, as the moon can get sometimes caught up in all the emotion and all the feelies. And when we get into Aries, that energy kind of like the feely energy gets kind of pushed away, uh, not necessarily pushed away as in not dealt with, but pushed away in favor of taking action, right? The moon in Aries is an actionable, taking action on your intuition, taking action on what it is that you're feeling guided to do. And sometimes that is giving us a little bit of push into that new beginning. Now, new beginnings are tricky right now, right? We have Mercury that is now retrograde. We have Mars that is still retrograde. And as he is the ruler of the sign Aries that the moon happens to be in, our actions are a little bit stunted at the moment. We can't really just take off and zoom. You know, it's not like we have, you know, how I talk sometimes about the road and you see the lights all down the road and they're all green. Well, that's not what we have right now. The light in front of you is green, <laughs> but the next 10 lights in front of you are not. So that means that we have to take a little bit more prudence, caution, 
before we jump or leap into things right now. And, you know, we, it's not been the, this is not the only year that we've started out with a Mercury retrograde, right? That also happened last year, will happen also next year. So it does give us, I think, a little bit of space to consider what it is that we want to do. Uh, what direction do we want to go? It slows things down. Now, we don't always have Mars in retrograde at the new year either. Uh, that's this is the first time I remember that being the case in a very long time, if even recent. And that gives us another kind of pause, right? Pause in the 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 movement forward, right? Mercury retrograde causes us to have to reevaluate everything and review everything and reevaluate before we take a step or before we launch something. But Mars in retrograde really has a slowing down the action itself. Like taking the step might be more in slow motion rather than let's go, let's get it done. Let's, you know, jump. That's what Mars would usually bring to the table. So it's an interesting time we find ourselves in where we are, like I said, in the astrology of 2023, it's more like we're stretching this timeline right now uh, between December and January, where normally we're thinking about, you know, resolutions and what new things are we going to do? And we could be thinking about that too. But it's not necessarily the time to take action on those things. So let's talk a little bit about Mercury retrograde. Uh, Mercury began his retrograde yesterday, the 29th, at least here in my time zone. Um, and he began that with having just completed a Mercury conjunct Venus transit. So they, they were all kind of concurrently happening. Now, Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn, a sign that is ruled by Saturn. And Saturn requires what? He requires due diligence. He requires planning. He requires a sort of steady approach to anything that it is that you're going to do. He requires time. So he would get this feeling again, a little bit of that time stretching, right? Where it's not time for us to jump in both feet. It's maybe time to wade in, you know, how when it's, you know, just early summer and the waters are still cold and you want to get in that lake, but you have to do it little bit by little bit because it's too cold. It'll shock you. That's the thing. We're wading into something. Now, that means that we can be more focused on our journey to make something of ourselves right? Capricorn is a sign that wants recognition and reward, wants to be in its authority. It's ruled by Saturn. Saturn is authority, right? Being authentic, being in integrity, right? Having an ethical, moral compass that's driving you from within, not one that's dictated to you from outside of yourself, right? That's what authority is about. You are the author, authority authority, right? Authority. And so that that right now, then, if we're wanting to make changes, or we want to move ahead, um, be focused on each step of the journey, not the end point necessarily, right? Because it might be hard to see that end point, we might have an idea of what it is that we want. But what if it's going to be so much greater? And as we go along, then that can get revealed to us. 
So we also might need to think about, well, what action is required, right? If I wanna go from point A to point D, what is gonna be required to get to point B and then from B to C and then from C to D, right? We can't, we can't always just, you know, leap out and throw things Sometimes we can, but right now we have to be a little bit more, it's more productive for us to do things slowly and deliberately and uh, with mindfulness, right? Being mindful of what it is we're doing. So we have time right now to consider where do we go? What do we do? We have time to reconsider the re's, right? Mercury retrograde brings up the re-re's. So I can reconsider what have I done thus far? Where do I want to go next? What uh, supports me on my next steps, right? All of that. And it's a time to turn inward. Mercury retrograde turns our minds inward, right? We're not as uh, extroverted during a Mercury retrograde. We come a little bit more introverted, which might mean it's a good time to do some journaling or to do some meditation or to do more journaling, <laughs> um, processing of what your experiences have been, of what your action steps has in the past have led you to, and how might you need to course correct going forward. So there's a lot of things that we can consider. Now, with Mercury having started that retrograde conjunct Venus, we might be analyzing as well our feelings right? Venus really feels her way into relationships and finances and values and worthiness, right? There's all of that uh, us thing that comes with Venus. And now we're also Venus. Ah, uh, so that that us in relationships, and that could be relationships to our most significant partners, our friends, our colleagues, our clients, or customers, but also with yourself, right? Also with yourself and with your business, with the work that you're doing. And I say the work that you're doing because Capricorn is the sign these guys are coming together in, right? Capricorn is about the power we have to affect the outer world, right? Our, to stand in our power to uh, be seen, heard, valued, recognized for our contributions in the world, whether they are little or big, that part doesn't matter. The universe does not give one wit if you make a big bang splash or if you just make a little tiny splash, as long as it's authentic to you. So analyzing our feelings about where are we, uh, where we're going and who we've been and is that supporting us in our next steps? And this might not be so big of a theme for all of you, but there's a significant portion of you out there that are dealing with this, um, let's call it rebranding, right? I'm definitely going through a rebrand. So, but rebrand doesn't necessarily speak to just business, right? It can speak to who, who I want to be now as I take my next steps. And what we really want with Mercury conjunct Venus and then in retrograde is to feel that we are winning, that there's a win-win going on, that the steps I'm taking doesn't take away from someone else, but that there's a mutual empowerment going on, Capricorn ruled by Saturn, power, right? 
also Pluto in the mix, right? The next big thing is Venus conjunct Pluto, but we'll get to that in just a minute. So then the question becomes, how far will we go to create win-win, right? Are we willing to do that? I was musing the other day about the political lines that are already being drawn with Congress, uh, with, you know, the shifting of the balance of power slightly shifting and how the games that they play to stall and the tactics that they enact to stall. And I'm speaking about our country, but it's probably going on in other places as well. And, the, you know, how far are they going to go to get what they want? And what would they give up in the process? And I think the, the screaming potential here is diplomacy, is tactfulness, is the willingness to, um, to collaborate, right? So maybe think about that in terms of where you might go when we have the, the go signs uh, again. By the way, that'll be after about January uh, 19th, 20th, somewhere after Mercury goes retro or turns direct hair flying around in my room, um, after Mercury turns direct January 18th. So what would we give up might mean more like, well, what are we willing to do Right. Maybe I have to give up some old baggage. Maybe I have to give up a belief that I'm not good enough. Whatever it is, these are all the things to consider as we're moving forward here. Then we are also looking because we've got Venus there. So it can be about our relationships and what issues lie between us, right? Between our wanting, healthy, loving relationships and being able to support one. Right? A lot of times we do that, right? We really want these relationships. We want to build this, you know, we want a partner or we want um, to, to have a, a friend network. And But in the process, anytime we're going into relationships, it's a merging process. So what is it? So merging kind of means that we're having to somewhat give up some things in order to be a part of something else. And, you know, words fail us here because the very act of, of saying giving up just, right, doesn't that just make you go, oh, no, I don't want to do, I don't want to give up something. But to merge means that somehow we're going to have to give up that hard edge, perhaps, or we have to give up some kind of fear, something that has stopped us from going where we wanted to go or being who we wanted to be or doing something that we really wanted to do. And often that is related to a shadow, a fear, shadow somewhere. So what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to do to merge? How are we willing to balance, to become interdependent? I could use all kinds of words to describe this energy that is up for consideration during this period of time. And it as well is a time for recycling old ideas. Um, you might be seeing people from your past coming back to uh, in your into your your now. There might be issues from your past that are coming up. Mercury tends to do that, right? It's a mind game. It rules the mind. So often thoughts and beliefs experiences that you thought were long, you know, taken care of or, or dealt with, come back up to haunt you, right? So again, all of these things kind of show us that it isn't really a good time to strike out on something new. 
It's a good time to plan for something new. It's a good time for strategizing. It's a good time for imagining, uh, reviewing and all of that, but not necessarily the time to jump. And that means we might also feel some frustration. That was my keyword on Wednesday, frustration. <laughs> my keyword for 2023 is freedom. And everything that wasn't feeling free came up to bite me in the you know what on Wednesday and actually into Thursday as well, yesterday. There's just anger and frustration and all that that comes up. Well, those things, even though while you're in them, oh, God help me, right? While you're in them, they do not feel good. But when you get onto the other side, you can see what it was a call from, you know, your interior self, your internal world, where um, you need to rearrange your life in some way, or where, you know, psychosis, you've been beating your head up against the wall. Do I have a bruise on my forehead? Because I've obviously been beating myself up with my head against the wall, trying to do the same things and not getting new results. And so we also have that to contend with, right? Pluto, very definitely sitting at a gate that's causing us to innovate, to move forward, but also to accept limitations. Yikes, right? Being okay to, to play in the playpen, um, to do the things that you can do that are in front of you right now before running off to the next step, to make sure everything is secure, everything is stable, everything is ready in readiness uh, before jumping. So that's our Mercury conjunct Venus and Mercury retrograde that all began yesterday. Again, Mercury will be retrograde until January 18th. So we have about three weeks or so ahead of us where things are a little slow. Mars does not turn direct until January 12th. But you guys know that even after a planet turns back to direct motion, it takes time for it to regain speed and to start making a move forward. And even so, while it's moving forward, at least in the first few weeks of moving forward, it's going back through its old territory, territory it's already been. So even then we get this stretch that things might need to evolve and be enacted like one step in front of the other, a little more slowly than uh, running off like a race car, you know, as soon as you get the green flag. All right. Let's say good morning to people who are checking in. It looks like we have a good group this morning. I already said good morning to treat yourself. I do believe that's you, Julie. Good morning, Joan Durchie. Good to see you. Londa, hello, hello. Pam Zaruba, good morning to you. JLo, it's good to see you. Kajella, hello. She says she cannot wait for 2023. <laughs> Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, almost 2023. Corey, good morning to you. And happy new year as well. Christine Buckingham, happy new year. By the way, Christine, I sent you. Uh, some of you had requested charts from me last Friday uh, when we were talking about uh, sidereal charts. So I have sent those to the people that requested. I might have missed some of you. If I did, please email me and tell me I missed you uh, because you would have it by now, Because except for you, Pam, because I'm going to send yours this morning. Um, uh, let me know if that's something that I was supposed to do that I did not do. Irene Alberg, good morning. She says, may the heart lead the way in 2023. That almost sounds poetic, Irene. Thank you for that. Asa, hello, my friend. It's good to see you. Um, Treat Yourself says, baby steps with integrity. Yes, indeed. That's perfect. Requiem, all I have to say is that I hope 2023 has to be way better than 2022. 
Good morning, Elyria. You were on my mind the other day and here you are. That's awesome. She says, good evening from Taiwan. Uh, Debbie Tippett's two meal. And yes, I would love a card. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I get there, when I get there. Um, all right, let's talk about moon and Aries really quickly. I just want to run it down just to remind you, what does it mean while the moon is moving through Aries? Well, Aries gives us fresh starts energy, right? New beginning. Mm. More appropriately, maybe it gives us the courage to take action, right? The bravery that's needed to try the untried, um, to, you know, dip our toe in new waters, right? taking that next step. And it also typically represents the momentum that carries us forward. But that momentum, as I just spent 20 minutes talking about, is a little bit muted right now, right? With Mars, the ruler of Aries in retrograde. So while you may have momentum, it's not the kind of momentum that says, take, you know, this step, this step, this step. It's more the internal clicking of things that are more about preparing to take those next steps. Um, this moon may also give us bursts of energy. And that was evident in my life yesterday, for sure. Uh, I decided all of a sudden, I, I get these meals delivered. Um, it's called Green Chef. They deliver organic, gluten-free, keto meals to me. Um, and they're usually dinners, right? Dinner meals. And I get three of them a week, but somehow over the holidays, I've accumulated these meals. So yesterday I'm like, that's it. I've got three more coming today. So I need to get rid of these other three. So I was a cooking fiend yesterday afternoon to uh, prepare all these meals and then freeze them ahead for meals uh, as we go on. It was like, I just had this burst of energy that just said, okay, let's go do this. And it really felt good to do that, to use energy in a very productive way, but not in the way that I would normally think of using my energy. Now, we also have Aries as a sign, and this might surprise you, that is about just being. It is a sign of being and doing. So we have we have sometimes a little conundrum that develops in the sign of Aries because it's the first sign of the zodiac and you can't do without being. So there's being and doing in this sign. Uh, there's also a sense of innocence in the sign of Aries. As the first sign of the zodiac, there's nothing tried, nothing true yet. So we have to test the waters. And there's a sort of innocence that's played out in that sign. It's like we can innocently take those next steps and then be forgiven when it flops or um, you know, be excited when it proves itself to be something useful and something that we want it to take on. Uh, it is a sign of personal authority, personal authority, you standing in your own power, being responsible for your own life, for your own conditions, and for your own beingness, right? If you don't like who you are or you don't like what you're doing, it's not up to somebody else to change that for you. It's up to you. And here's where the energy of the fighter comes into play. Mars, the warrior energy that doesn't back down from the fight, doesn't back down when the gauntlet has been dropped that sign will take up that gauntlet, take up that cause and move forward with it. Doesn't back down from that confrontation. That's courage, right? Even if I'm being knocked down, slapped around by different things that are happening, I have the courage and the fortitude to keep going 
The moon reminds us of that when he when she moves through Aries. Um, watch out for aggression, overly assertiveness, right? Um, attitude, having bad attitude, right? Or people with attitude or being harsh toward others or others being harsh towards you because this can be about a conflict or brings confrontations up to the surface uh, for us to heal. Um, don't take any dangerous physical risks. Don't run 26 miles if you've only ever run one mile, right? Too much, too far, too fast. Not a good thing. And do not forget that Jupiter is in Aries now. So our optim we have optimism. We are likely feeling a little bit of an injection of energy. And that might carry us too far, too fast without the preparation to be able to sustain what it is that we're doing. So we need to balance that, right? Just because Jupiter's in Aries does not mean that we can go, you know, all out. We have to really weigh the risks of what it is that we're doing, right? You wouldn't walk into a casino and bet $1,000 on one game if that was all the money that you had, right? Or at least I wouldn't. <laughs> it doesn't seem sound, right? It doesn't seem... It seems like the risks far outweigh any of the benefits there, right? Okay. Uh, also, picking fights. Don't, don't, don't pick at people. <laughs> don't pick at them because likely that gets thrown back at you, maybe even bigger than what you started it out as. So that's our moon in Aries today. And the moon in Aries is in a sextile to Saturn. So that's because yesterday the moon moved into Aries. So today we're in that mid to late uh, degrees of Aries movement. In fact, this morning the moon was at like 15, yeah, 15 degrees. So she had already passed the she'd already passed Jupiter. She'd already passed Chiron even uh, at 11 degrees, and now is heading on to Eris. Eris is the goddess of discord. So there could be some upsetting realizations perhaps or some upsetting emotional things that come up uh, through the rest of the moon's transit and she changes out of uh, Aries tomorrow morning at 9.09 a.m. my time so 12 noonish your time if you're on the east coast and uh, the hours in between let's look at the uh, void of course so we have a void of course moon from 4.44 a.m. Again, West Coast time until 9.09. So I don't care. I'll just sleep a little harder, sleep a little deeper. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. And it's a holiday. Or is it? Yes, it's the it's New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow we're doing a murder mystery, a murder in the disco. That's the theme. So I get to dress up like I did in the 70s, 80s, late 70s, early 80s, and be in a disco theme. <laughs> that is going to be fun. Um, so, you know, there is there is potential for some conflict energy, but don't let it get you down or carry you away. All right, questions. Let me go back here. Um, Corey, I listened after the show ended and I'd like a new chart too, thinking this won't affect my Aries sun sign because it's early in the year. Uh, if it's early in Aries, you're likely moving backward 20 degrees and likely that will carry you into Pisces energy. And uh, yeah, 
And technically, Corey, there are 29 degrees per sign or 30 degrees. So it's a 360 degree uh, circle that is divided by 12, which gives us 30 degrees per sign. But when we really are looking at the amount that each of the constellations that the zodiac signs were based on originally, uh, how much space they take up in the sky, it isn't like that, right? It's not like that at all. So there's overlap between. So anyway, there's that. Uh, Corey, I mean, Christine, sorry, question. Why does the design date of the sidereal HD chart begin 12-12-57 when I was born 3-9-58? That's easy because the design date is set for three months prior to uh, your birth. So yours has to go backwards. If, if it's set in March, three months back is going to put you into December, it looks like, uh, on that. So it's 88 astrological degrees, which ends up being approximately 90 days. So sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. And you have to remember, it's calculating this based on actual placement of the planets or, uh, against the backdrop of the ecliptic. So I hope that makes sense. Disco dinner sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, it is going to be fun. Last year we did, or was it the year before, we did uh, a Roaring Twenties um, murder mystery. And that was fun too. Uh, okay, so let's go on to, let's see, where do I want to go next? There's kind of two big things happening uh, with the uh, weekend. One is that Venus is coming into a conjunction with Pluto just having finished her conjunction with Mercury, right? And they're, they're not even really that far apart at that point in time. Uh, let's see, Mercury at 24 degrees, Venus at 25 degrees, Pluto at 27 degrees. So they're kind of stacked one after the other here. Um, and that means Venus will be at 27 degrees as we get into tomorrow. So we have a Venus conjunct Pluto. And because we're sitting at the cusp of the new year, that means that the new year actually begins with that Venus in a conjunction to Pluto. And whatever conjunctions or whatever aspects we go into with the new year tend to carry us through the year, right? So it sets a theme up, if you will. And it's like your solar return chart sets up themes for you for the next year, your new year beginning on your birthday. Well, Venus conjunct Pluto is about compulsive desire. And that can be compulsive desire in relationship. It could be compulsive desire to gather wealth. It can be compulsive desire uh, to become worthy. It, it could be financial and it could be transformational both Venus themes and Pluto themes and Capricorn themes all mesh together. So we have a very powerful time. And it is a time where we really feel the need to get what we want, right? There's this, and I, I felt it coming kind of in the, in the back behind the scenes kind of thing, this very powerful desire to get where I want to go. And sometimes when we're feeling that level of desire, that level of wanting, it can become hunger, it can become obsessive, it can become I'm willing to trample over and do whatever it takes to get what I want or where I want. So we're going to have to be very aware 
of how far we're willing to go to get what we want. Now, there's a good side to that, right? How far, how much are you willing to do to get what you want, right? Because if you've been in a Taurus comfort zone, uh, or even if this is Capricorn energy, and it's also, you know, Earth energy, and it likes kind of, you know, a slower approach to moving, that can be tantamount to not moving, being stuck, being rigid, right? Inflexible. So asking the question, how far will I go to get what I want, but not in a way that sees me causing lose-lose or creating lose-lose situations while I get there. Like I don't need to trample over everyone to get where I want to go or to get what I truly want, but I do have to address how far am I willing to go seems to be an interesting thing, right? Because what's under all of that is the fear of not getting what I want, of not having what it takes to get what I want, uh, or it being always elusive and I never get what I want kind of feelings. So that can also cause us to become more manipulative, right? The, that manipulation is a real danger with Venus in this conjunction to Pluto, because we could become so focused and so obsessed with getting what we want that we'll manipulate to do it, to get it, right? So we have to be aware of this. But on the other end, this is about passion. There's passionate expression here of uh, our desires, of, of really that creative energy. And we can focus that energy, right? We can focus it toward positive expressions rather than the more negative expressions. So we're really in a time where we want to intensify or grow, evolve our relationships, um, our money, our value, our values, and I, I would say even our social engagements here, right? Finding our people right? The people that are of like mind, that are um, going to support your next steps, that are really kind of magnetized to you for really good reasons. Like they, they show you something about you. They show you something about what you're not. Uh, they make you feel alive, those kinds of things. So it's a very powerful aspect to start 2023 on. And it gives us this kind of idea of what the bigger theme of the year might be, right? Because we also know that Pluto is going to change signs in March, right? Three months into the new year, Pluto makes a toe dip into Aquarius energy. So Venus is also ready to move into Aquarius not long after her conjunction. So what we kind of see when planets conjunct is we have a new cycle beginning, right? The faster planet will move forward and start to lay the seeds, dropping the little hints, you know, into the next sign in this case about what comes next. So be willing to watch like, you know, what, where are your desires moving? Uh, where is your need for relationships moving you? Uh, how are you practicing, you know, being really true to yourself? really seeing your value and your worthiness. Big one, right? So that's a big one. And then as well, as we get into, let's see, was it today? Tomorrow, today's the 30th. So it's the last day today 
of the Human Design Week where we had the sun at the gate 52, the gate of bliss and joy, <laughs> with the earth at peace and serenity, <clears throat> bliss and serenity, uh, with the, the preponderance of other aspects that have been taking place. <laughs> Uh, what we might have been seeing instead are all the places where we are not in peace, where it is that we have moved away from joyfulness or the expression of that joy in our lives. So really, you know, I would take some time today before, you know, that next movement, because I'll tell you where the next one goes, it's struggle and provocation. Um, I would really take a look at what's been shown to you during this week about where you're not at peace. You know, where uh, joy has been elusive and what's been underneath that. Why is that happening? Right. What areas of your life, perhaps, is that happening in, etc. Because now as we move into January and this happens every year. So, you know, right about now we move into this very provocative time where the earth, because she's the one, the, the earth is always going to show us what we need in order to get to the benefit of the sun. And the earth is at the gate 39 and or will be starting tomorrow. And that is the gate of provocation. It sits on the root center. So it provokes us to move outward. Now, this is a biggie this year. I think it sets the tone for what comes next because it shoots off energy out to the 55. And the 55 is on the emotional center, which says that abundance is your birthright, is your coming from your intrinsic value, not from what you do, right? There's nothing you need to do to deserve abundance. We are abundant by nature, but we might find ourselves not feeling enough or not being enough or not having enough. So It'll be interesting because the provocation is to move toward enoughness, right? That's what the earth is provoking us to do. And then the sun at the gate 38, which is also on the root center, but headed off toward the spleen center, is called the gate of fight or struggle. And, you know, we, we always say this in human design. We say we are not, there is no suffering in human design. There's no gate of suffering, but there is struggle, right? So we are designed by nature, to be provoked, to move more to a spiritual uh, vein, or to be more aligned with our emotional wellness. But we are also provoked to struggle for survival, which is, or we could call it success or thriving, uh, because that's the theme of the spleen. So the 38 tells us about struggling for the right things, right? It says, choose your battles wisely, right? Are you struggling for something that doesn't really have true meaning to you, like is so menial in the grand scheme of things that it really has no true meaning or authenticity to you, <sighs> right? <laughs> so the gate of struggle, uh, both of the gate of struggle and the gate of provocation sit on that root center and pulse us outward on a journey, a journey toward enoughness and a journey toward success. And we get to success by choosing our battles wisely, choosing the right things to fight for. And that doesn't mean fighting or struggling for everything, but it's taking a view of this is something worthwhile for me. This is something I really desire and I'm willing to stay the course. I'm willing to hang in there 
and I'm willing to, to wade through the struggle until I get to success, right? Success lies on the other side at the spleen. And then as well, the provocation, I have all that I need, right? I have everything I could possibly want. I am okay. I am enough. That's what that gate provokes us to move toward. And the reason I say that this one is becoming important is because the gate 55 is one of the first gates that will be the Saturn in Pisces experience for us. In the Gene Keys, the 55 is all about victimizing, victimization in the lower energy, in the shadow, right? And then both the gift and the city become freedom. Now you know why I chose that word, right? It's the dragonfly. It's why I have that here, right? Because it's a quest. It's a journey toward freedom, right? And it's a freedom that begins when you realize your divine nature and that you are always enough, right? You are always enough. So it's a very powerful week in terms of, of human design as well. And of course, in human design, we are... Um, in the waning days or waning weeks of the human design year. So it is the week four of Jan, no, not week four, it's actually week five, January 22nd through 27th. That is the new year week for human design. So the new year begins January 22nd. And that happens when the sun moves into the gate 41, also on the root center. So we're pulsing energy. But the pulse that we're pulsing then is about what could be, right? What more is possible? It starts in the imagination, right? It starts with ideas. It starts with possibilities and then moves outward. And then the earth challenging us to step into a leadership role at that point in time, to be the light, to let your light be your leadership, right? For others, but also let the light be the leader, right, that you're following. So, and of course, we have weeks in between before we even get to that point. That will also be, I'm pretty sure you're, they're all on the root center. So the journey about these next several weeks, at least from a human design perspective, is all about what's in the journey ahead. How appropriate for January, where we have the calendar new year, um, that Props, uh, prompts us to look ahead, to look at what comes next and all of that. So it's, I would say, perfect timing. Uh, questions, questions, questions. If you have those, please put them in the chat or you can certainly email them or text them to me. Uh, it's good to see you, Judy Wheeler. I haven't seen you out with us for a while. It's so nice to have you. Olivia, um, I, I don't do personal readings like that on air, so sorry. If you want a reading, you can certainly purchase one. You can go to my website and do that. Um, but you could tell us, how is your relationship going, right? If you want to know, tell us where you are. Tell us where you are with it. Because I cannot tell you what to do next, right? That's your job. Your job is to take a look at where you are Take a look at how that relates to where you want to be and then take the steps to get you where you want to go. All right. Empower yourself to take those steps. All right. Now, I think that is all. Let me look back at my sheet here that I've somehow put away. 
yep, that was all I had. So let's do some card reading, shall we? Debbie already said she wanted one, so I'm putting her name down. And I have probably 15 minutes here, so that could be, you know, probably three or four of them. And uh, I'll let you guys start to tell me. Debbie, do you have a clue what kind of card you want? I'm feeling dragon for you. So I'm going to pull dragon. Dragons represent power and light. And I think Debbie could use some power and light. Right? So Debbie, this is going to be a card for you. And the question I'm asking of the cards as I'm shuffling is uh, to characterize 2023 for you, uh, if possible here. And you get the Aquamarine Dragon from Neptune. It enables you to access your deepest soul wisdom. Spirituality and wisdom are available to you. Develop your psychic abilities and receive ineffable soul knowledge. Isn't that beautiful? I was going to say it has a very Neptune feel, but that's because I saw the trident first, which is always the, you know, energy that Neptune brings us. So let's read more about this. First, water. Uh, okay, so Debbie, aquamarine. It is a seventh dimensional dragon. Awesome. You know, when I do uh, your soul manifesting blueprints, that's where I go, is to your seventh dimensional self. And that's where I retrieve what it is that you are meant to use in order to manifest your dreams or manifest your intentions. So there are parts of you uh, that are in all of these dimensions. Uh, it's just not maybe readily accessible to you unless you actually choose uh, to, to make that uh, connection. So here's what it says, Debbie. Neptune is the watery planet of advanced spirituality and, enlight and enlightenment. The aquamarine dragons from that this illumined planet carry the light of the universe, which contains spiritual information and knowledge. They will approach us and ask us to tune into them so that they can download this light into our energy fields. This will enable us to take information and to know how to apply it wisely. As these gentle dragons flow around us, they also help us to access more of our ineffable soul knowledge and wisdom and pass it to others humbly, sincerely, and honestly, they have the ability to pour liquid light into us, which builds our crystalline light body more quickly and enables us to shine. They also enhance our psychic development by enabling our psychic chakras to open up more easily. We may find our subtle knowing is heightened after encountering them. Hmm, that's background. Now, here's your guidance, Debbie. Aquamarine dragons from Neptune are water dragons. They will flow around you, surrounding you with their aquamarine energy and awakening, awakening your psychic abilities. Connect with them often. For each time you do so, they will light up more of the keys and codes of your true essence. This will bring you soul contentment and a sense of your divine magnificence. Gotta love that phrase, divine magnificence. And you will experience higher levels of enlightenment and see your world and the universe through different eyes. Your guidance is to drink a glass of blessed water as you tune into these dragons. Then they will be able to touch you more profoundly. I love it. Here's the card again. The aquamarine dragon from Neptune. Mm, beautiful. 
Uh, Kajela says, would love a galactic guidance for 2023, please. You got it, soul sister. Let's see here. Galactic heritage. Now, I don't, this is a deck uh, by Lissa Royal Holt. And I, I know, I, I think I shared this with you guys that you can also download this deck as an app on your phone. And uh, I do that periodically when I'm, you know, feeling lost and don't know what to do. I will pull open that uh, app and pull a card, right? It's right there. Uh, Aqua Dragon. Janet, drink the water. <laughs> right. Now, I want you guys to remember, I might have pulled that card for Debbie. And I'm going to be pulling this card for Kajella. But uh, we're all together in this show, all of us. And that means the card may have meaning for you as well, as we don't live in a void, right? Ooh, this card's sticking out. And it is Secrecy, card number 44, Serious from the Past, Secrecy. So I'll be interested to see what that says. And 44. Okay, and this is a fairly long read too, so hang with me here. So, in order to protect and serve humans in the early days, Syrians often had to work secretly in small covert groups. There was a strong feeling that separation was necessary in order to do positive work without obstruction. Many humans still carry this karmic pattern. This card encourages you to think about the issue of secrecy and how you live your life. It suggests that it's time to live your life out in the open with no shame or fear of rejection or retribution if you show your true self to the world. This may be scary at first, but it will eventually lead to a true sense of freedom and self-confidence. This card continues the theme that was discussed in for card 43, which was about serving humanity. No, saving humanity. Uh, in seeking to save humanity in the ancient days, the Syrians became very secretive, forming covert groups to work against the negative influences in order to ensure humanity's survival as an independent, sentient species. These Syrian secret societies, having positive intentions, were the first seeds that created the pattern of covert human groups that eventually formed secret societies on Earth. The societies continue today from a very innocent desire by the Syrian forefathers to protect humanity. If this card is coming up in your reading, it could mean that you are either connected to this ancient time on earth when the secret societies began, or you had subsequent lifetimes with this theme. It could also mean that in your life now, you cling to secrets as a way to control others or to protect yourself or to feel safe and in control of your life. This is one of those cards where you will have to look at the surrounding cards as well as the themes of your life right now to really ascertain the deeper meaning. A general rule of thumb is to remember that secrets ultimately destroy relationships and the integrity of a community. While holding secrets is part of being human and is sometimes done in the best interest of others, it can sometimes be damaging. This card asks you to be very conscious of your relationship to the idea of secrecy and use it only with integrity in every aspect of your life. Secrecy, card number 44. Um, interesting, because if we think about the aquamarine dragon, which was the card that came before this one then, um, it might be 
talking about a reluctance that you have to really share your intuition or to share uh, your psychic abilities with others, or uh, maybe you hold back um, from saying what you really want to say or what you really want to do. This card would seem to suggest it's time to pull yourself out of that, uh, Miss Kajella, and really live in your power, the power of the dragons uh, and the power of being in your authority, right? Uh, okay. Christine, goddess card for the collective. Ooh, I haven't pulled goddesses in a while. Let's do that, Christine. Of course, I just knocked over the whole pile of cards. Uh, that'll be fun to pick up. We haven't used goddesses in a while, but this one is for the collective, right, for 2023. So a goddess card for 2023 for the collective. So... <laughs> I think you guys are going to like this one. Green Terra. And underneath it, it says Salvation. Terra. Green Terra. Salvation. Let's see what we're talking about here. And it was right side up. And in this deck, right side up is an empowerment message. Uh, I don't know that we've ever pulled this card before, so this will be fun. The empowerment message is the divine has intended you into being and given you the assignment to explore life through certain perceived limitations. You are meant to learn about, oh God, something just clicked in my head when I read that. Hmm. Uh, whoa, I, I'll have to think about that one and bring that one to you guys. The divine has intended you into being and given you the assignment to explore life through certain perceived limitations. You are meant to learn about life and all its complexities, especially learning about how to be in community with others. Green Tara, a Tibetan goddess also known as she who saves, says that you will never be alone in life's journey. This compassionate savior goddess of intimate friendship will ensure that the right people will show up for you at the right time. Green Terra reminds you that your needs will always be met. You don't need to know the how as that is her domain. You just need to trust and the goddess Green Terra will use her magic on your behalf. You are safe and secure and always in the care of the divine. Doesn't that just make you feel so good going into 2023, you know, with after the chaos of the last several years <laughs> that, right, we're, we're, we're okay, right? We're okay. Uh, okay, good. Thanks, Christine. That was, that was an awesome uh, card for us to read. And let's see who else would like a card. Um, Judy would love one. I would love to have a reading. So, and Corey would like a, okay, so I've got three people in line here. Corey, Requiem for a Tuesday, and Judy Wheeler. So Judy, do you know what card deck you would like? Let me know. And also be thinking about that for you. Well, Corey said she wants a dragon. So while I'm waiting for Judy, I'm going to pull Corey a dragon. Corey. For 2023, what dragon, what power, what light, what passion. You get a golden orange dragon, expands your light for ascension, 
be a peaceful warrior, help those in need to remember and remember your magnificence. That is the second time we've seen this word today, magnificence, right? Remember, oh, come on, come into focus. Well, trust me, it says, remember your magnificence. So a golden orange dragon uh, is a fifth dimensional dragon. So that sounds like intention needing to be brought in. <sighs> fifth dimensional golden orange dragons are part of Archangel Metatron's ascension team. Archangel Metatron is leading forward individuals who are ready to follow his path. At the same time, he is overseeing the ascension of the entire universe. The golden orange dragons who work for him are carrying the fifth dimensional ascension blueprint for Earth, and they come to those of us who are ready to make a difference. As soon as they see golden orange energy awaken in our aura, they breathe into us to expand it and accelerate our ascension journey. These magnificent dragons demonstrate dignity, peace, and power with wisdom. They are peaceful spiritual warriors, always ready to help and encourage those in need. Corey, here's your guidance. This card connects you with the illuminated Archangel Metatron, as well as his powerful ascended dragons. You are on your ascension path and golden orange dragons are pouring high frequency light into your aura to attract the attention of the masters, angels, and unicorns who are guiding you. Drawing this card suggests it is time for a push forward on your ascension path. Do you need to meditate more or examine and release old stuff or embrace who you truly are and recognize your magnificence? Tell these dragons what you need in order to take the next step on your journey into the higher frequencies and they will help you. Call on them for support and they will provide it. They are wonderful companions and friends. So there you have the golden orange dragon. Very beautiful. I think that's a good message for you, Corey. All right, Judy, did you, a goddess card, okay. So Judy Wheeler, this is for you. And then I saw Requiem out there. Did you tell me what card you wanted? Um, if so, take a moment and tell me what you might want. But this one is for Judy Wheeler. Ooh. Truth. Mott. Maat. Mott. There's a lot about her, right? Truth. It's card number 30, which is a three. So truth, you know, Mott is the goddess that weighs that in Egyptian lore weighs your heart against a feather to see if you are worthy of moving into the next level, like heaven. So interesting, right? It's, just, it's like an interesting card. Uh, so truth, right? Truth, Mott. Uh, also right side up. So it is an empowerment message. Uh, hello. Do we, did you forget how to spell? There she is. There is great power in telling the truth and allowing it to lead you to higher ground. It's only when we refuse to see the reality of a situation that we lose our power to co-create for the highest good. 
The Egyptian goddess Mott comes to remind you that if you are willing to do a fearless self-inventory and live authentically with rigorous honesty, it will lead you to great success in all areas of your life. Being completely transparent with others, although it might at first feel all too vulnerable, is exactly what you need to do now. Hmm. When you do this, you will be flooded with the power to claim and experience a new freedom and a new happiness that will pour over your life like wild sweet honey. Your life is exactly where it needs to be. This is a wonderful time of empowered choice making. You are doing all the right things if you follow the invitation of Mott to live fearlessly in truth. As the arbiter of balance and divine order, she reminds you of the greatest value of this way of being. Oof. Again, we're all together here. Truth, right? And what a great time for this card to come up because she really seems to promote that going within and looking for the truth within as well. And with both Mercury and Mars still retrograde, perfect time to do that inner work. So awesome card for you, Julie. Julie, Judy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Requiem. I Requiem for a Tuesday. She says, I do, thanks. Okay, but I need to know what cards you want. If not, I will just choose. And, you know, I have a mess in front of me, but I need a different deck for you. And the deck that I'm really thinking I need for you is the Wisdom Oracle or Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. So let's do this one, shall we? Okay, so this is for you, Requiem, and also for all of us, <laughs> right? We can't, we can't erase ourselves out of the equation. You're welcome, Corey. And uh, Judy, I hope that meant something for you as well. She's thumbs up. Okay, go the distance is the card that I pulled for you, but it was upside down. So protection of some sort for you, Requiem. But if you look at the card, it is a cheetah. You see the cheetah there? And it says, go the distance. You see the uh, checkered flag there. 47 is an 11. So something about illumination and light. And let's see what this means for you. And it says, the essential meanings of this card are endurance, strength, the long haul. And let's see, we had it in protection and it says, do you feel as if you've been wandering in the desert now for ages and ages and nothing is happening? When you conjure up the image of a desert, you picture parched lips, sunburned skin and mirages. But there's more to it than that. Amid the hot sands are creatures with resilient spirits, tough skins and the willingness to burrow deep underground for water so that they may thrive. This is a time of developing survival skills and resilience. You are learning how to conserve your strength and in this temporary time of austerity, it's wise to be selective about where you expend your energy. Listen to the call of your soul because it will never lead you astray. This is an important time for letting go of what is not important. That's a good one for all of us too. go the distance. All right, that'll have to be it for me today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. 
what a blessing to be with you on what is the last working day of 2022. And I will see you next Wednesday where we will, where Tam and I will jump into what's going on for not only January, but maybe we'll have some things to talk about that impact all of 2023. You never know with me and Tam, right? Who knows where we go? Uh, anyway, take care. Happy New Year to you all. May it be blessed and may you all thrive in peace and love and joy and harmony. Love you all. Bye for now.